Welcome to Killing Me Softly, The Lighter Side of Wellness, the podcast that sprinkles reality on your kill salad of life. I am your host, Amanda Hansen, certified nutrition coach and owner of Ignite Nutrition and Fitness here in Twin Falls, Idaho. I help people from all walks of life better understand nutrition and how it relates to personal, mental, and physical health. Killing Me Softly, where we take the hell out of healthy living and we put the fun back into functional fitness. Welcome to another episode of Killing Me Softly. Today, we are going to cover the topic of wellness on a spectrum. I have my good friend, Jameson Wood, with me here today. Thanks for coming on the show, Jameson. Hey, thank you for having me back. This will be a fun episode. I I am hoping so. So where we even came up with this topic or this discussion today was Jameson and I were having breakfast the other morning and just talking about different approaches to wellness and maybe other people in this space, in this industry, their approaches and, and how they coach clients. And I made the comment that I felt like a lazy wellness coach. And we found that to be hilarious, but yet true in the same. And I thought it'd be a great thing to actually dig deeper into. I fully believe that wellness is 100% on a spectrum. And that when we lean to one side or the other, that's where almost like disordered wellness can lie or disordered eating or body dysmorphia, whatever you want to call it. It just depends on what kind of space you are in wellness. What are your thoughts on adhering to like a super strict plan or maybe even like your own personal experience in in the realm of being super strict when it comes to any approach in wellness? Oh man, we're jumping right in. So when we have extremes in our life, that's where things can get really complicated and we can start having those mental obsessions that then Mm -hmm. start dictating our life. And like for me, where I experience that, There's been a few different scenarios in life, but one that I'll share here. I used to show prep and do NPC bodybuilding shows. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of good that came from that, but the reason I got into that sport is because I was lacking control in other areas of my life. And so, and I didn't realize it at the time, right? But looking back, this is kind of what happened. And so when I entered that space, it gave me a sense of control because I was controlling my workouts, what I was putting into my body. But it was in a very extreme because I was trying to get a very specific look. Mm -hmm. And I was young. I was in my early 20s and I wasn't led by the best coaching at that time just because of being naive in that space. But it actually that extreme, it did cause what you're talking about. It caused body dysmorphia, obsession, anxiety. And then it was it kind of was the thing that started the fluctuations of homostasis for my body and what was a good space for me to sit naturally because our body wants that ultimately right and so when you're always in those extremes and I'm and bodybuilding I'm not against the sport I just think the mental capacity and space it takes for someone to do it well and for someone to do it in a space that's very healthy quote-unquote it takes more than just a diet and a workout plan. Yes. So I learned that the hard way and over the last like 10 years it has been me trying to figure out like where is my body happy and where is my mind happy? Where am I not obsessive about things? How can I have a good relationship with food, with sleep, with the gym? Even after my show prep life, I quit competing probably, oh, I don't know, five years ago, give or take. Even after that, like I still struggled with, I didn't make it to the gym today. Like, is the guilt that follows that? And that, that right there, we need freedom. Yes. 
wellness is about having freedom, not just in like working out and lifting weights and stuff, but in overall wellness, mentally, spiritually, physically, all the things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so by finding what that freedom is, but having the discipline to stay on a track that like serves you and is best for you, Mm -hmm. that's the balance. So when you said like, I'm kind of the lazy wellness coach, I was like, thank goodness, because (laughs) there's so many ways to be extreme out there. Absolutely is. I see a lot, even like clients that come to me, I think that they expect that almost like restriction and adhere perfectly to this plan that I'm giving them. And the reality is, is, is I, I don't want that. I want people to find what fits for them. And so sometimes anything that's natural as, as humans, we easy to compare ourselves to people. So in Mm -hmm. a professional space, it's really easy for me to compare myself to people who are in a, a like type of a business or space. And I hear like what they're, program consists of or what they're telling their clients and then I feel like for me I'm like well you know just be a little bit better every single day and that you know small progress over time that's where you or you know small wins over time equals your progress absolutely and I have a hard time pushing things on people and I also see people coming in and they overcomplicate what wellness looks like, mm-hmm. you know, like what supplements do I need to be taking and tell me exactly what to eat and when to eat and how much to eat and what foods to avoid. And I just don't feel like that's realistic. I don't think it's attainable. And I don't think even if you do get it for a little while and you can adhere to whatever that looks like, I don't think you can maintain that type mm-hmm. of a lifestyle. And it is almost like the industry is set up for people to do that, to have those cycles, have the cycles of, you know, living this super strict, healthy, quote unquote healthy. So like going back to bodybuilding and I have a hard time with it, not because I don't feel like it can be healthy, but unfortunately I've only been exposed to people in the industry that have done it in very unhealthy ways and had Mm -hmm. really unhealthy mindsets behind their reasoning to do those types of things. So just kind of comes back to like, I think that you can still consider yourself on a wellness path, even if that wellness path means like a drink. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like any little change in, in what you deem to be unhealthy, any little changes in that, in the, in the direction towards health, that's progress and it, mm-hmm. and it should be celebrated. So it should be celebrated. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, and it's like, if someone is on their health journey or their health path and they're trying to figure out what that looks like for them and they're trying to figure out a way to measure it, for me, it's really simple. Find joy in it. Mm-hmm. The changes that you're making and the commitments that you're making to yourself, first and foremost, foremost, does it bring you joy? Yep. Does it feel good? Do you get excited about it? Is it something that like when you accomplish it, you can celebrate? Like you're saying, you're like, okay, this makes sense. Yep. But if everything that you're doing on your wellness journey is the opposite of joy, if it, it feels goes, like punishment. Yeah. That's where it goes back to like, that's not going to be attainable. This no. is a short term. When we think about our health and our well-being, we, we should be looking at long-term. There's short-term goals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we should be thinking about the long-term benefit benefit of our health. hundred percent. And I actually have a friend recently who's going through a weight loss transition right now, super proud of him, but he is going with the extreme approach. So it's very low calorie. It's very intense workouts. It's very, and I'm supporting him in the best way I know how, 
And I pray that like it works out for him and he gets the result that he wants. Mm -hmm. But for me, I look at it and I'm like, no one can do this for a sustainable period. And you might even get to a point in your health journey where you're like, I made it. But then what happens as soon as you slow down or stop, then your body starts back to homostasis. Like it wants to find that happy space. And so if we can get ourselves there gradually with a good mindset, there's a way better chance of being able to maintain that. And I have struggled with that for years, being in the fitness industry, used to be a personal trainer, used to compete, done the extremes. Like I've done the high carb, high fat, high protein, low fat, whatever, you name it. I've probably tried it on some level. But for me, it was more of finding that balance to where it's attainable. And I know what's in my pantry and I feel good about eating it. And no longer, if we're talking food specifically, because I know that's what people come to you first and foremost for is guidance with their food and their eating habits. Then I break open the cup. Yes, you do. Because (laughs) it's so connected, right? It is. It it all comes down to mental health. Yes. And for me, it's like I didn't want to look at food and look at it as a math problem and have Mm -hmm. a feeling like guilt associated with it. Yeah. And so by doing the work to get to a point where I can enjoy food, but then I choose healthy food because I enjoy it. Because it makes you feel good when you eat it. Yes. Yes. So that brings up a really great topic. And I was actually just talking to Zach, our producer, about this yesterday. So as everybody knows, if you're in this space at all, listen to any wellness stuff or weight loss, right now the big thing is Wagobi semaglutides for weight loss. Mm. So that's your Ozempic. It's your injections that you're getting. Well, I've done a podcast on this, on an episode on this. And in my professional opinion, I think that that medication is amazing for certain groups of people. And Mm -hmm. we don't need to go into like what, you know, who fits in it, who doesn't. But so recently, one of my clients sent me an article that there is, I want to say it's Australia, maybe it's it's another country, is looking into Canada looking into the correlation of people, women who are, are being given this medication and the uptick in suicide. Oh, no. So they're seeing that that could be like depression or su- suicidal ideations could be a side effect of the medication. But they don't know, is it a side effect of the medication or is it a like pre-existing mental health condition? And I am going to fall on the realm of it's a pre-existing mental health condition because a lot of the times people seek their weight loss journey. And we'll call it weight loss journey because there's a difference between a weight loss journey and wellness journey. Absolutely. They seek this weight loss journey as in I'm so unhappy and I'm yes. so uncomfortable in life because I, I'm, I have this bigger body because, you know, I don't look like the other girls or men. You know, this isn't just to one gender. And then they start to lose the weight and they get to what in their mind they said, okay, when I get to 160 pounds, then then I'll I'll be be happy. happy. No. They hit that and then they realize like now you're just skinny and sad. Like skinny does not. And I don't even like the word skinny. Yeah. It's it's, it does. It's, you know, the same as using the word, you know, fat, skinny. It's just a, a size. They get to the size of the body that that they thought would bring them joy and they're just as miserable because I cannot stress this enough to people is, and that's why wellness is on a spectrum. Your feeling of being uncomfortable has nothing to do with the size of your body. Mm -mm. 
there, you can 100% go on a wellness journey because you are experiencing excessive depression, excessive anxiety. You, you know, can't play with your kids because you get winded fast. I understand going on a wellness journey for that. But going on a wellness journey because you think if you fit into a size two pants, all of a sudden everybody's going to like you and everyone's going to accept you. I hate to break it to people. And I'm sure most people know this at the core of who we are. The least interesting thing about me is the size of my body. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes for absolutely everybody. We should never present ourselves it's just almost like that. That's the most shallow part of a human is the way that they look. I think a lot of people, the reason the what they get hung up on is, you know, when I'm a certain size, then I'll have confidence and then I'll be able to change my life. That's a great but point. But confidence comes from within. Right. And mm-hmm. you have to, like, have self-love and understand who mm-hmm. you are to your core to have confidence. And people correlate and it's very common. We see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I do think like personally speaking, when I'm in the gym, when I'm working out, when I'm in my routine and in a healthy space of fitness and wellness on a physical level, it does impact my life for the better, but it's not because I fit into a certain size of clothes. I don't care about my clothes. I'm not a petite woman on any level, but what it does do it, it, my physical capability and capacity that I have increases Mm -hmm. and then that bleeds into other parts of my life. Yes. So then I feel like I have more productivity and I have more capacity and I'm like super capable to do hard things. And it really, yeah. Do I like the way I look when I am fit? Of course, but ultimately the way I look doesn't align with With my productivity. Absolutely. It's more about how I feel. There's, I don't know if you've ever watched the Conor McGregor documentary. I haven't either, but, but <laughs> I've been given the cliff notes by my husband, who's a huge Conor McGregor fan. And so he talks about the importance of goals and like following through with our goals. So mm-hmm. when we make a promise to ourselves, yes, we have to follow through with it because otherwise all we're doing is causing ourselves disappointment every single day. And your habits... That's how your habits are formed. If you're constantly saying on Monday, I'm going to go on a diet. I don't think anybody should ever go on a diet per se. No. But you keep giving yourself these goals and then the day comes. It's just so much easier to stay in in your rut. It's so much easier to do what you've always done. And so, again, you put it off and put it off. And I think when we start to follow through with those goals that we make for ourselves, that's where confidence comes from. Absolutely. It from doesn't within. come from like going to the gym and I'm getting shredded and I'm going to eat this boiled chicken and broccoli for lunch for all week so that I can, you know. Have confidence. Exactly. This chicken's going to give me confidence. Because no. it, it doesn't. And that's where the misconception is happening. And to bring it back to the topic, that's why, again, wellness is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. I do not want to ever promote this strict way of living. Like this is the only way. Yes. And when you have this, you'll be happy. Yep. This exactly. is the only way to attain attain happiness or confidence or joy or whatever the case may be. And that kind of segues. We were kind of talking. I told you I was cleaning my house. Oh, yes. Well, the Conor McGregor, I was listening to a podcast, Ed Milet, and this is a common message we hear all the time. And most of us probably know it. But when you hear it in those moments, it's like, I need to act. And what the message was, keep the promises to yourself. And if you say you're going to do it, 
do it. And he, Ed actually referenced like, I can't remember. It, it wasn't about the gym or anything like that. It was something as simple. Like if you're going to make your bed every day, make your bed. And mm-hmm. I kind of looked around because your environment, the space that you create. For your, yeah. It's a reflection. Yeah. And I kind of looked around and I'm like, all right, Jameson, here we go. So I took a half day Monday and I went from room to room and did a deep clean of my home. And just, it was a nice little reset button. And the commitment I made to myself is I will make my bed every day and I will obtain this cleanliness. Like, not that I'm a dirty person, but Mm. you know, it just feels really good to have that very clean space. And I'm like, I am, it's only me and my dogs. Like I'm very capable of Mm -hmm. maintaining this and I deserve to like, do that for myself. It's that promise that I made to myself. And there's something that just hits different about waking up to like a clean sink and the floors. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're just those little things that's like, we kind of get, we let those things go because they just pile up. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, yes, have freedom and all of it. But if it feels good, mm-hmm. do more of what feels good. Yes. Right. And so if that means taking five minutes and having, a surface clean for a room before you walk out of it. Like mm-hmm. that'll go, that'll go a long way. And that is directly connected to your wellness. Yes. It's directly connected to like how you treat yourself, how you show yourself respect, how you show up for yourself. Yep. Those, and then those compound into other areas of your life. That's uh so I am a very, like, I don't want to use the word OCD because it obviously is not clinical OCD, but I'm very like, I like things a specific way. And when my house is even a little bit messy to most people, you know, my husband, for example, it's not (laughs) messy to them, you know, or friends come over and I'm just like, oh, it's all messy. And they don't see the mess, but I see the mess. I feel the mess. And it goes to I'm on, unfortunately, kind of the higher end of the spectrum when it comes to like, and I know this because I've I've told myself this so much is my environment is a reflection of my mind. So when I am the most stressed Mm. and I have the most, you know, pressure on me and I need to be spending my time, whether it's inside my business or helping friends and family and and everything's kind of compiling, I unfortunately go to that higher end of the spectrum and like I will shampoo my carpets and wash my walls and, you know, the dog bowls get scrubbed down and the dogs get bathed and and everything gets done and it feels like everything needs to get done right there. Like, I'm too far into, like, I'm going to organize this junk drawer because I'm using that as a coping mechanism. But you have the awareness, which is huge, right? Yeah, I do, but it still doesn't mean I don't do it. <laughs> I I mean, I, I, I typically don't catch myself till I'm a little too far into it and I've you know ripped curtains off the wall and I'm you know redesigning my living room because taking mirrors off it, yeah. taking mir- <laughs> with spatula yeah. there's a backstory there's a backstory to that <laughs> if, if you ever need any contract work done at your house don't and, and mirrors removed probably don't call me because I'll use kitchen utensils to remove them but nonetheless it goes same topic it's the spectrum of it like mm-hmm. I wish that I could sit in my house and let there be a little bit of clutter on the counter and not feel like I'm having a panic attack and then be mad at my husband because he drank out of a cup and he sat it on the counter, you know, like how dare he, he, you know, doesn't respect my boundaries. So I do try, I do try my best to let certain things go, but it's something that I need to work on. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, these are, we're two people with 
way too, you know, like opposite. A different space on yes. that spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. Where sure. like I need to know how to relax if I, if, you know, my bedroom's a little messy or the dog's toys are scattered across the floor. Like it's absolutely acceptable to not, you know, like think that I have to clean everything. So I almost, I wish I could have the ability to let things get a little bit clutter, cluttery around me. So again, it's, it's a spectrum of, of the wellness, you know, we, we do need to take care of what's around us and I don't know how I got into cleaning talk now, but I did. Well, okay. So this came up. So I was doing the Instagram scroll and the algorithm feeds sometimes the most random things, but there was one that I came across yesterday and I just, it resonated with me. It was a woman, she's a mother. And she was talking about like how basically on social media, she, she changed what she was viewing because where she was at, she was having high anxiety and just felt like she wasn't doing good enough as a mom because mm-hmm. what she was consuming were the profiles that are like, as a mom, it's okay to feel this and that, like basically downgrading them and mm-hmm. saying like, I'm a lazy mom and it's okay. And I procrastinate and give my kids mac and cheese and it's okay. Like they were kind of normalizing, not saying those things aren't okay, but they, the stuff she was feeding was like feeding herself was that motherhood is really hard. It's really mm-hmm. stressful. It's really intense and it was a constant thing that she was telling herself and she told her whole post was like once she identified that was a source of anxiety she changed her consumption on social media so she Mm -hmm. wasn't looking at those types of profiles and then all of a sudden those things that are hard as a mother you know with a family raising kids all the things they didn't seem as hard because she wasn't telling herself they were hard she was just doing them and finding joy in them Mm -hmm. and letting the rest go. And I think that's another piece when we look at overall wellness is like, what are we consuming? Mm-hmm. Who are we around? What are we watching on TV? What books are we reading? Like Absolutely. what people are we hanging out with and taking it back to the gym? A gym here in twin just went through kind of like a floor remodel. They put some new flooring down and rearranged things and it took like six weeks. And so the gym was chaos, right? Well, people were complaining about it mm-hmm. a lot. Like you would be like, hey, how's it going? And then it was like, oh, the comp- gym's all, all yeah, and it was shades. like, yep. at first it was like, okay, we're finding something to talk about. But then it got to the point where it's like, no, then don't come and work out here. Like, can't you see what this is? Yes. All we're doing is creating stress and negative Chaos. feelings, low vibration. Yep. And so then... Yeah, I changed that conversation when someone would approach me with it. I would change the narrative and find like, but doesn't it look so good or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. And it just, it made me feel better because I didn't, the chaos, I didn't feel like I was in a space that was so chaotic every Mm -hmm. day when I'm coming to the gym because that's what people are telling me is that it's chaotic. It's one of my favorite sayings to tell my clients is only because it's something that resonated with me is where focus goes, energy flows. Absolutely. It totally, it's 100% in, in my experience, it's true. When I wake up in the morning and my thoughts go to, oh, I've got to see, you know, 20 clients today and I need to get caught up on my QuickBooks and I need to run payroll tax and all the things that I need to do for, you know, both both our businesses. I feel on edge all day long. But yeah. when I have mornings, when I look at my schedule and obviously I am busy, but my mind goes to, well, I've really built some, uh, you know, I've built something amazing. I am so grateful that I get to mm-hmm. get up in the morning and actually have these tasks in front of me, you know, because I remember times where it was 
like both of our businesses were young and small and we were taking, you know, trying to get any type kind of work that we could get to come our way. And that's just not the case anymore. So having the gratitude Mm -hmm. because today I am who I dreamt of being five years ago. Absolutely. And how amazing is it that I get to do what I, you know, do every morning? Don't get me wrong. I'm tired sometimes because there are a lot of responsibilities. But the way you frame it makes all the difference. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, like don't don't feed into chaos. We just did an episode a while back about our social media and what we're consuming and how it affects us. And I it's I almost want to like tell people like you're you're delusional if you don't think that by finding chaos entertaining if you don't think that's negatively impacting you like step away from it for a while and see how happy you feel when you're not constantly consuming other people's chaos and it can be as simple as you know complaining about Fred Meyer being rearranged right it is chaotic to try to find the protein (laughs) pasta there but but you'll find it we'll find it you'll find it and then it'll be over and you'll move on and that's a very insignificant part of your day right 100% absolutely and Gratitudes and appreciations. I start, I got away from this for a while, but then the moment I get back into it, I feel that shift Mm -hmm. every morning as I'm drinking my cup of coffee. And this isn't like, it can take an hour, but it doesn't have to take an hour. Mm -hmm. Just writing down gratitudes and appreciations in a free way. So it might be bullet points. It might be a story. It might be acknowledgements. But this morning when I was doing it, like August felt like such a different month for me. And I just wrote down all the things that had come up for me and then when I looked at it I was like wow even though I might have not felt as productive as I want to be because I have a bigger capacity Mm -hmm. I made a lot of pivotal decisions that now Mm -hmm. are putting me in a space that I can do more and I make a bigger impact that's kind of been the shift for me is how can I make the best impact do I keep doing what I'm doing or do I transition well sometimes just like surrendering that and just knowing that I will be guided to make a big impact mm-hmm. and I'm starting to see all these little appreciations build up it's like okay this feels good and mm-hmm. it goes back to that joy but again it doesn't matter like to your point that is a mental health space mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with my physical body no it has nothing to do with like where it does have something to do with where I'm at spiritually right mm-hmm. but all these components they serve individually but then they come back together collectively yes and sometimes it's hard we get on one path and we think oh we're killing it exactly. just in the physical space and, and it goes to the spectrum part of it you know mm-hmm. we get so rigid in like this is how I'm going to regain my health and but then, what about everything else? Exactly. And all these other little things start to happen. And we think it's pulling us off of our path and that it's getting in our way. And like we start to almost like feel like we're constantly failing at things and that, you know, we can't adhere to it. But the reality is, is you are making that progress. Sometimes doing less is better. A hundred percent. And that is why you're the lazy, I'm the lazy wellness, wellness coach. coach. <laughs> Do less. Do less, everybody. Do less. <laughs> What you think you need to do right now, do less. And real, like now that I really like am saying that, <laughs> that sums it up. Everybody that walks through my doors, I don't want to say everybody because there's again, clients are on spectrums. They think they they're gonna come in here and I'm going to you know tell them and eat the boiled chicken and the broccoli and you know go buy yourself a big old jug of creatine and and protein powder and that's how we're gonna do life. 
Absolutely not. Do less and be consistent. Do less and be consistent. Yeah. Because I don't want people to hear this and think, oh, do less. Like, so just quit trying. No, there's still effort. Mm -hmm. But the effort that you're putting forth is more focused on something that's attainable Mm -hmm. and sustainable, something that brings you joy, something that you can feel confident in. Mm -hmm. And you can do it over and over and over and over again. You know what is the one thing that always, it still boggles my mind after doing this for as many years as I have. Every time I have a client who gets close to like that point where they almost feel like giving up, they're just so like, they feel like they're just spinning their wheels and they're trying so hard and nothing's happening. And then we take like a week or two where I'm like, we're not even, I don't even want you to log your food. I just want you to eat mindfully. And I just want you to kind of be intuitive and Let's start, and I give them these weird goals that doesn't even seem like it has to do with, like, their physical health. They come back in the next week, and they automatically have weight loss just because I gave them the permission to stop thinking about it. The stress and everything that's connected to that. And I I was having this conversation with my husband the other night. Um, We were talking about a a gal that I'm working with, and and her husband had made a comment to Isaiah, my husband. Mm -hmm on how much better she's doing, like, mentally. And I told Isaiah, I was like, you know, this is why I really don't want to be in the weight loss. And I, and I don't want to promote myself as as somebody, you know, for weight loss. But I, I want to be in the mental health space. Because when we stop focusing on physically what we need mm-hmm. and we are now focused on like spiritually and mentally what we need, everything aligns. Absolutely. And it's just, I I wish that I could pop everybody in the little forehead and let them know <laughs> that don't worry about what your physical body is doing. I say that obviously we want, you know, better energy for you to feel a little bit better. But you got to align yourself spiritually and mentally. Or else you'll just keep sabotaging yourself. Yeah. I mean, you you can try for I've seen people do very rigid plans for you know maybe a year maybe a little bit more and you think that you've got it nailed down at a year or more like yeah that's definitely a habit but wait for your life to have a major shift and if you don't have coping mechanisms during that major shift unfortunately most people go back to their bad habits back to their old ways and I always say like you're going to if if weight loss is what occurred when you were, you know, being healthy, you're going to pay it all back with interest. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're in a worse position after than what you were when you, when you first began. And how many times do you hear the yo-yo diets? Lost 10, put on 15. Mm -hmm. Lost 20, put on 25. Absolutely. And it goes back like your body wants to your physical body wants to find a place of, when I say homostasis, it means that happy place where it can just sit and chill. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you undereat or overeat one day. Nothing drastic is happening, yes. right? It's just happy to be there and it's serving you. We we want that. That's mm-hmm. what our body wants. But sometimes we don't allow it because we're trying to force things we're trying so to force specifically, an yes, that, that the body doesn't even want. So, yeah. and that goes back to spirituality too, like. It, do less when you're trying to figure out your mental space, like allow yourself to just have moments of being able to be present and just be and feel everything you need to feel and get regrounded. It's nothing is quick. 
And you don't need to figure it all out at once. No. It's all going to come in like little chunks, little chunks, little journeys. And, you know, you think you're going to be on top of everything. Then something else is going to come up. And it's not like don't get frustrated with it. It's just to me when that happens, it's almost like, oh, I must have, you know, I must have graduated the last program. <laughs> and here, here's here we the go. New one. You know, we open a new gate. So and the self-awareness piece of like, what is this teaching me or what is this like? This isn't against me. This is for me. hundred percent. Right? But that's hard when you are focusing on the negatives. You're unhappy mm-hmm. with your physical being. You don't have a good like open spiritual and mental space. Like, yes. So there's multiple components. And when you have a better mental space, it only makes the physical body and the journey. And you just start looking at yourself with more because you Sing can it, work sister. yourself down to the smallest pound in the gym and you'll still look at yourself and and you'll see and everything I, and you I, don't when love. I say this I I say this with with all respect but when you are on that journey and and you know you've been going to the gym you've lost all the weight you'll still look in the mirror and you're still going to you're going to see yourself as ugly yeah and you're going to have insecurities 100% so to sum it up the wellness journey needs to be very relaxed I and I don't mean, okay, well, I always have to like always put like the wait a minute. Not too yeah, relaxed. Not too relaxed. I don't mean if you're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. It's fine. And, and drinking a case of beer and then, you know, maybe going down the corner and picking up some meth. I, I don't mean continue that. <laughs> wow. I know. That spiraled quickly. But let's, let's end it with some takeaways. Like maybe one thing. If you could give one small thing that someone could do that is an extreme that could help them in their overall wellness, what would it be? Oh, there's a lot on this one. one. My first one would be start with journaling in the morning in a future sense. So in a journal, write three things that you want in the future and write it as, I am so happy and grateful now that I got that job I wanted. Even if if you think weight loss is going to make you happy, go ahead and write that. Write everything in the present tense because it tricks the mind into thinking that is your present tense. I love so, it. Where focus goes, energy flows. I love it. I love it. So, okay. Well, that is actually going to wrap up our episode for today. Jameson, thank you so much for coming. Always great recording episodes with you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you allowing me to be in your space and get to share some of my experiences. And Absolutely. I learn from you every time. So thank you. Well, good. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends who you think could use a good laugh and a health boost. Join us next week for more laughs, wisdom, and real-life tips to keep you killing it softly in your wellness journey. Until then, this is Amanda Hansen signing off. Here's to healthier habits for real people in real life. Real life.